Matthew 5:13 through 16. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt had lost its taste, how can its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything, but is thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A city built on a hill cannot be hid. No one, after lighting a lamp, puts it under the bushel basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light unto all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. This is a, this is a word of God to the people of God. So, uh, as most of you know, I do uh, wildfire mitigation as of the last several years, and. Uh, um, very often I have people, uh, one of the biggest concerns that they have, they, when they have a big piece of land and they have all these trees and all this brush is, they know they have to do the fire mitigation to protect their home and their livelihoods and the firefighters coming up and down their roads. But the most important concern that they usually have is they don't want to lose their privacy. So they're very concerned about removing the brush and removing the trees, and it's a very delicate process. Well, I have a particular property that I'm working on, about 100 acres, and the man is so happy to be out there all by himself on his 100 acres And he has this big, long, long, narrow lane. And the first thing that you see when we would walk up and down his lane is mountains and mountains of brush. And it made you feel like his lane was about this big. (laughs) Because there's so much growth in there. And I could tell that... He really wanted to, he knew doing the fire mitigation is just what you have to do nowadays, but he really liked his little tiny lane and his house being surrounded by all this brush and all these trees so that he could have his privacy. But as I began to work, removing the brush, and he, but he was very good. He was, just do whatever you need to do to make it right. Even though I could see in his eyes and I could hear in his voice how reluctant he was to have those go. He, he was very brave and he opened himself up to, you know, doing whatever needed to be done. So he watches me. I'm just removing mountains and mountains of brush. And I leave, you know... I've told you this before, I say my little prayers, leave my little, just what I hope is the right bush and the right trees, and, and um, it begins to open up and open up. And one day, after several weeks of removing uh, mountains and mountains of brush, he drives up the lane and he stops. And he says to me, You know, I thought I was going to hate this when you did it, when you cut all this brush away, limbed up the trees, removed some trees. I thought I was just going to absolutely hate it 
hate it and dread it. And, you know, going up and down my lane, I never knew until now that I had such a beautiful view. And he, when you opened up the east side of his lane, you could see he has the most incredible view of the La Plata's. And it was just magnificent. But before, when we were in, you know, with brush and trees all close to the road, we were in so much vegetation that he never even knew that those views were there. From his whole hundred acres, he had the most beautiful view right there all along. And um, so that's sort of, when I think of his property, that sort of reminds me of, of this verse. And um, I think of uh, the salt. And I don't know biblically um, the use of salt, but I'm pretty sure it's the same as it's been all along um, in on ships, people used salt. They used a lot of salt to cure everything, and then they put more salt on it to eat it because they'd have long voyages. And um, the salt covered up the bad meat because it would go bad, and you just put more salt on there because you don't want to taste how bad it is. And I think over time, you know, as... You know, now we can preserve things better and longer and keep things fresh. But um, many times people stored, had to store meat and cure meat and things, and salt used to cover up a lot of unpleasant flavors. <laughs> and, um, um, and then I think of this property, and I, that reminds me of my own place living in town. I have never, I never, ever, ever, ever wanted to live in town. I grew up out in the country. Um, I was very reluctant and very grumpy about living in town um, because I liked, like that um, man, I liked my privacy. And I lived out in the country and you just, uh, you, your neighbors, you helped each other with things and everything, but you just didn't have to see them all the time and talk to them all the time. And more importantly, they didn't have to see you all the time and talk to you all the time. And I love that. Wandering around, I could wander around on 200 acres of fields and then wander around on my neighbor's 200 acres of fields and never see a soul. I thought that was awesome. <laughs> and then I moved into town, and I don't know if some... Of you may have remembered me telling the story, but I had the one of the first places I lived was in the tra smallest trailer in the trailer park, and I had a nosy neighbor, uh, and uh, she'd always looking inside my my um, trailer. And one day I got a new couch and I put it in there, and she she would always tell re tell me what I had done. That day, I mean, like she was watching me, and she would repeat back to me what she witnessed me doing, and that just made me want to close all my blinds and never come out. And, um, but I, it was such a small trailer, I needed to have the blinds open so I could see um, without running the lights all the time. And uh, anyhow, so one day she told me, she said, 
was looking through your window the other day, and I noticed you got a new couch. (laughs) And I was like, oh, no, we've got to nip this in the bud. I can't have this. uh, uh." So I devised a way to uh, get rid of my nosy neighbor bothering me so much. And uh, so I um, got some friends that drank beer. I got... All collected all their empty bottle, empty beer bottles, and um, I. Every time I did, any, I just placed them all over the yard, in the house, and I go out and I work in my garden, work in the yard, and I just say, say to myself into the empty beer bottle every single thought that came through my head. I just talked to myself in my empty beer bottle and everything. In about a less than a week, she never spoke to me ever again. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> so anyway, then I moved out to Connie and Leonard's place out in the 900-acre ranch, and it was just so fantastic and wonderful. And then I met Michelle, and she lived in town, and I moved back into town. And so... I figured I'm going to have to make this work. And for me, it was kind of like, um, just like that man's place. We have a, you have a, your house right there in the middle for all to see. And at first, what I really wanted to do was put up, I would have loved to put up 30 foot fences all the way around my property because we have two story houses around us and they can look right down into the back of our yard. So there's no, even if you had, you know, a little eight foot fence like some people have, it wouldn't matter because they can still see everything you're doing. And Michelle and I were new in our relationship and we fought a lot. Well, that's just awesome in town because I can hear what my neighbors are even just saying in their yard, let alone when you have a fight. And, you know, being from Indiana, I'm like, you keep that stuff private, man. You don't, like, have a fight in the backyard where everybody can hear you. And, oh, no, everybody could hear, hear our fights or whatever. That was just wonderful. And, um, you know, if you slam a door in your house, you're so close to your neighbor, they can hear whether you slam the door or not. <laughs> I mean, if you have one of those great big TVs, they can even watch what you're watching on TV for free. <laughs> it's just so strange to me, and it made me want to retreat into myself further and further. And um, anyhow, then I got to thinking about when it came to put up a fence around the property for the dogs, like I said, my initial reaction was, I want to put up that 30-foot fence. I want it to be as tall as humanly possible so that I don't have to see my neighbors seeing me, right? And then I was sitting in the backyard, and I got to thinking... I was having a little fire in the backyard, and I looked over, and I saw my neighbor was really struggling, had been working for quite some time, struggling mowing the lawn. And um, so I went over there after watching her struggle. I went over there and uh, got on my little riding lawnmower that we had had, we bought for 
um, mowing out at Medicine Horse. And I got on the mower, and I went out there, and I mowed the lawn. Well, now I've been mowing the lawn for them for, like, I don't know, going on 18 years or something now. (laughs) That was a mistake. But but it wasn't. And I got to thinking about, you know, sitting in my backyard and... If I had had the fence up that kept me from seeing my neighbors, I wouldn't see when my neighbors needed help. I wouldn't be there for them because I've been closed off like that guy's lane where he just couldn't see. He had no idea how beautiful a view he had because he was all closed off. And it just reminds me of me being a Christian, or when I'm not a Christian, where, where, where our tendency is, or my tendency is very often to close myself up and retreat into myself sometimes. And um, I want to put up those walls and barriers so I don't want people to see. Um, what I don't want them to see is how I've gone bad, my bad parts. I don't want them to hear me yell at Michelle with a word that you can't say in front of a kindergartner. I don't want them to see all the junk that I have in my yard and how messy I can be sometimes. I don't want them to see um, the person that I don't want to be that I am sometimes. And they don't want me to see the same things in them. But the thing that I forget is because I didn't close off our yard and I made a fence that you can see through and they let me come help them is that the neighbors around also see the beauty in me. When I go help that other neighbor, I had some another neighbor come say, well, that was really nice that you helped them do that. And so because of you, I went and helped another neighbor. And then you get to see that beauty out beyond that fence, out beyond um, what's wrong with each other. Um, and uh, I guess when it's, it's when we open ourselves up to God... to open ourselves up to God's joy and God's love and beauty that we discover that it's everywhere. And it's then that that love for and of God widens and deepens and grows over a, lo- uh, a larger area until we are so consumed by that love Um, and loving uh, that we're able to uh, we really can't really go back to the to that closed off you know fenced off area we really can't go back into the brush we really can't hide that light um, 
and keep it from shining. We we just we might go retreat back to that place sometimes, but we just can't seem to stay there. Once we really experience God's love, I really believe that. It's so powerful that um, we can't stay in that solitary place as Christians. And uh, I think of the salt as God's love because it covers up all of our bad tastes. God's love covers up our bad flavor. <laughs> and I think we want that. We want that to be covered up. But sometimes we pick out all the bad flavor and all the bad taste of our neighbors and the people around us. And the wonderful thing is um, when we open ourselves up, we realize that God covers up their all their bad, nasty flavor too. And... Um, the light um, in this scripture, I think, is also God's love, and it brightens up all of our dark spaces. We can sit there all in our backyards, all private, all alone, and thinking that we're hiding all of that darkness from everybody all the bad things that we think or do or whatever. But the beautiful thing is God's love brightens that up. It shines in all the corners. And yes, you see that, but you also see the most magnificent, wonderful beauty in people. And I tell you, my neighbors drive me nuts. And every day I have moments where I regret I ever helped most of them. And and then I think about what my life would be like if I had never stepped outside my fence, if I had put up that 30-foot fence and just stayed within myself. And I think that is not a person I ever want to be. That is never a person I want to be. And I never want to go back to that person. As much as I think those thoughts sometimes about, boy, that was a mistake to be mowing this lawn for 18 years. (laughs) That was a mistake to uh, loan those people that money. I never saw it again. Or that was a mistake to have those people over for dinner or whatever um, because we didn't have enough money to do that. And then... Those people, every once in a while or all the time, they turn around and they helped us. Like when Michelle had a cancer, every one of those people helped us out. And had I never seen their beauty, maybe they would have never seen mine. Um, anyhow, it's a little more of a rambly sermon than normal, but uh, I just... Um, Well, I I lost my place on here, so <laughs> I just uh, I just hope that we can let um, not be afraid of 
our bad parts or what we consider bad in other people. I hope that we can just let, you know, let that flavor out, that we, we are these people. And I hope that we can let that light shine, that we are who we are, and that we can also see that light in each other. And we can also see the flavor of the people around us. I mean, I got some interesting neighbors. And every time I think how irritating some of them are, I also look at them and I'm like, well, they sure are interesting. <laughs> I sure do have an entertaining neighborhood. <laughs> and they sure do keep me on my toes. And they do sure do keep me, um, in a lot of ways, they make me a better person. Even, even when I don't see it. And I grumble about it all the time. But I just think um, how lucky I am uh, to be able to see that beauty. And then how lucky I am that um, God and they can see my beauty. And uh, we're too, we get too caught up in how we're all different, especially with all this political stuff. And we don't like people from the other sides just because, you know, um, that's just ridiculous nonsense. It really is. When it, in the large scheme of things, the beauty in every person, even the people that you think must be purely evil, are not. And the more we open ourselves up to seeing that beauty, the more um, they can see yours. Um, amen. <laughs> That's too much stuff.